Good morning. Happy New Year. I want everybody to do something. I want you to look to your neighbor and say congratulations. You have perfect church attendance. All right, tell them that. You have, you have perfect church attendance for 2019. So we'll try to, try to keep that up as the year goes on. But we are glad that you're here. Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. Now, this is an exciting day. There's something that we're not used to coming in through the window, and that's sunshine. Uh, so we're, we're glad uh, you're here, and we just look forward to, to this day for lots of reasons. And the main reason is we are here to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we are glad and hope that you have come to do that this morning. A new day has dawned, a new year begun. The world turns to hopes and dreams of the future. We enter this new year with hope and excitement. Let us pray. Light of God, illumine the path that leads us to healing, hope, and salvation. Glory of God, fill this sanctuary and expose the darkness that stalks our souls. Light of God, shine with such brightness that we marvel in awe. Glory of God, fill each temple of the Holy Spirit present today. Light of God, glory of God, we welcome you in this place. Amen. Our opening hymn is hymn number 281, Love Divine, All Love's Excelling, 281. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
the children come forward to join us for lesson on the steps. Hello, Beeson boys. How are you? Ooh, all Beeson boys and the bells. Goodness, aren't we looking good today? Did everybody have a good Christmas and start the new year off on the right foot? How about you? Mm, yes. All right. On my plate, and I'm already missing a few, I have some lifesavers. Will, do you have a favorite color? Green. And I think Ella's was pink because she's already had one. I bet if I pass this plate around, they might end up just being one color left. And I know that Mr. Klein Hamrick does not like green, orange, and pink. He only likes red. But you know what? We don't need to be picky sometimes. Is God picky about his love for us? He's not, is he? Paxton says he is not picky, and he's not. Paxton, does he love everybody? He does, doesn't he? It doesn't matter whether you're tall or short, big, little, whether you like green lifesavers or red lifesavers, does he? There's a scripture that Alan is going to preach on today, and it's from John 13, 34. And it says, love one another. You must love one another just as I have loved you. So what's God saying? He loves everybody. And it does not matter. Now, if I pass this plate around, everybody gets a lifesaver. How does that sound? Does that sound pretty good, Paxton? How about it, Jude? Okay. All right. Ella, would you like to be my helper and hold the plate? Oops. Where went the pink one, Ella? Oh, okay, I'm coming. Hold on. All right, Georgia. Will you hand it to Miss Julie? So let's see. Luke says he doesn't want one, so he may want one in a little bit. Let's see. Well, you know what? I think we were pretty good love. There wasn't just one color left. That's pretty good for all of y'all. You're not very picky. So I'll bet you if I said really, really, really hard, you love everybody, don't you? Just like God said, love one another. Remember that when we go to school tomorrow, when you go out and you see your friends, if you see somebody that's not being loved, could you go up to them and give them a hug and tell them not only that you love them, but God loves you. I'm glad to see all y'all today. I'm especially glad to see my little ones. Let us pray. Dear God, you say love one another. These children's hearts are open. They don't know the difference. Thank you for allowing them to love everyone. We thank you for their family, for their church, and for you being in their heart and helping them to grow up following in Jesus' footsteps. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sometimes we have <clears throat> misprints in our bulletin, and it can be a bad thing. But sometimes we have misprints in the bulletin that are just, that are just too good to not pay attention to. 
I'm not Alan Humphreys, but I know that it is, it, it is nothing more that Roger and Ellen could think of than to have me be part of their family. <laughs> right, Roger? <laughs> he says no. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here with us for worship this morning. Um, we are so glad that you're here to start off the new year at Boiling Springs Baptist. Uh, we're going to pray here in just a moment. Um, but I, before I pray, I want to give everyone just a moment to sit and to reflect and to pray to yourself. Um, you can pray for others, you can pray for yourself, but pray for the new year. Um, this is an exciting time with new opportunities and, and, and new excitements, and we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, but before I pray for all of us this morning, uh, I'm going to give you just a moment to sit in silence and to pray to yourself and to reflect. So join me now as we do that. Lord, it is a new day, a new year. And for that, we are grateful beyond what our words can say. Lord, we pray for those who found grief and pain and sorrow in 2018. <clears throat> we pray that you would continue to heal broken spirits. We pray that you would continue to show your presence and your love in the life of those who are in pain and who are in need of support. Lord, use us as a church family. Use us as your body to be that love and support for our brothers and sisters who are in need in this time. Lord, we offer great rejoicing that we have made it to another year. We pray for the coming year that any resolutions or promises that we may make to ourselves or to our families I pray that those would not be empty promises, but that they would be promises that would be fulfilled to make us better people, to make us more complete people. God, I pray above all that as we enter into a new year, that we would be your people, that we, we would be people that are about the same things that you are about. And Lord, at the heart of that, I pray that we would, that we would show the love that you've shown us to others that we meet in this world. Lord, you know the concerns that are in the hearts of those who are here this morning, those who aren't able to be here this morning. And God, we lift those up to you in this time. There's no amount of control or worry or anxiety that can fix our problems. And Lord, we, we even recognize that at times you may not fix our problems in the way that we want you to, but God, we know that you have a plan for each of our lives that is far better than we could imagine. And we are grateful for that provision and for that guidance that you offer to each of us. I pray that we would be willing to be receptive of your plan for our lives in 2019. God, as we continue to worship today, I pray that everything we read and speak and sing would be pleasing and honoring 
in your sight. We are here today not, not to dress up, <clears throat> not to meet with friends, not to eat lunch afterwards, but Lord, we are here today for worship. And Lord, I pray that you would open our minds and our hearts and our spirits this morning, that we would be able to block out the distractions of work, school, relationships, everyday life, and that we would be able to take a few moments this morning and rest, that we would be able to take a few moments this morning and truly put our focus on you. Lord, we lift your name up high this morning because it is the name above every other name. It's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Amen. Our hymn is number 280, Speak, O Lord, 280. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
they to come and say a prayer for our collection. And you know, I wrote this big old page. I thought, he didn't ask me to preach. <laughs> he said, have the prayer for our collection. Anyway, love everybody. Most of you know me. When you celebrate your ninth birthday and one more is about to roll around, I still love Bowling Springs Church and all the members and everybody here. I love him, love Keith. He's a good old fellow. He's a good, his son's a good garbage collector. And Alan's my neighbor. A lot of you young ones, I knew you when you were born. And you've done well. So thank you for this chance of having the morning prayer. And I'm not going to say all this, except that I love you. And I love all these back here. So let's back for prayer and get your pocketbooks out. <laughs> Dear come Heavenly Father, just thank you, Lord, for this church, for all of its leaders. Lord, just help us to do what you'd have us to do. Lord, life is short. So I pray that everyone here will live it fully. I love everybody, Lord. There's nobody I dislike. And I thank you for all your love for me and for our church. So be in this collection, Lord, today. And may everybody give from their heart. Lord, 10% is already yours. So we need to dig a little deeper. But we thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all the friends I've had a little sick spell for several weeks here and didn't get to come, but I had a lot of visitors, a lot of good food. We got a lot of good folks in this church, and I thank you for them. Be with our pastor as he tries to lead our community and lead us. Lord, we just pray for our world. And we just pray and just sorry that we've messed it up. Just pray that we'll all humble to you before it's too late. And Lord, we'll give you the praise for everything because you are the beginning and you are the end. Thank you, Lord. Be in our giving today. Amen. Amen.
Good morning. I'm going to be reading scripture from John 13, 31 through 35. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and in him God is glorified. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glory him at one, glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Good morning again. I've been sick the last couple of weeks with a sinus infection, which is always fun. And so if I start coughing or anything like that, that's why. Um, but we are so glad that you're here with us for worship this morning. Thank you, Carrie and Zach, Casey Joe, Kat, Candy, Ellen, Cheryl, Choir, Keith. Is that everybody? Roger. How could I forget Roger? <laughs> Every week we go through worship, and a lot of times it seems like we're, we're building towards the climax that is the sermon. And, and while sometimes that may be true, without each piece doing what they do for worship, whether it be sound, whether it be prayer, whether it be organ or piano or choir or whatever it may be, uh, worship is not possible without each piece, um, and worship is not, not even possible without each member who is here in the congregation. It's a beautiful picture of the body of Christ, and I think that that's true for our worship services as well. So we're glad that you're here with us for worship today. Thank you, Casey Joe, for reading our scripture this morning from John chapter 13, one of my favorite passages from scripture. Um, a new year. We, we've entered into a new year, and with a new year for me, uh, it brings a sense of a fresh start, a new beginning. Um, and, and, and maybe you, you may be similar to me in that, and if, if we are seeking a new beginning or a fresh start in 2019, I think it is fitting that we would start with the most foundational Christian trait loving one another. The title of the sermon that's in the bulletin today is A New Concept, Love. Well, love isn't exactly a new concept, but that's kind of exactly what we see happening here in John 13, 34 through 35. The world knows that we are Christians by our love, but what is love? And it took a lot in me at this point of writing a sermon to not say, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Thank you. <laughs> Two or three of you, is that, that's my goal. If just a couple of you get it. Um, in verse 34, Jesus gives, us, gives the disciples what he calls a new command to love one another. Is this a new command? If you turn to the book of Leviticus, as we often do on Sunday mornings, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, 
says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So you see, this isn't exactly a new command. Loving one another has, was, was in the scriptures from the beginning. So what exactly makes this a new command? Jesus says in verse 34b, he says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. That word as, or just as, depending on what your translation might say, that word in the Greek, it, it has a more complex meaning when used in the New Testament. It's more than, Jesus is, is saying more than just, since I've loved you, you should love one another. Or, because I've loved you, you should love one another. It's, it's perhaps better said as, in the same way that I've loved you, or in the same manner that I've loved you, you should love one another. The love that Jesus calls us to in this passage is a love like Jesus loves us. That's what makes this a new command. The new command isn't simply to love one another, but it's to love one another in the way that Christ loved and continues to love us. And so let me ask ourselves this question. Do we love others the same way that Jesus loves us? Do we love ourselves the same way that Jesus loves us? Today I'm going to discuss six practical ways that we can strive to love each other with the same kind of love that Jesus shows for us. I talked with Mary earlier in the week about uh, you know, preparing this sermon and, and what I was going to talk about, and I said something about loving one another, and these weren't the exact words that Mary used, but it was something along the lines of, how original. Uh, it, it would be a very quick sermon if I were to just get up here and say, you know what, love one another. Let's go home. But what I hope to do today is to maybe offer some practical ways that we can really strive to love one another with this new kind of love that Jesus shows us. Number one, loving is listening and hearing other people. I've taken some pastoral care and counseling classes at Gardner-Webb in the Divinity School, and one of the classes, one of the first classes that I took um, in the Divinity School was pastoral care and counseling with Dr. Doug Dickens. And one of the things that Dr. Dickens tells us all the time is that if, if you're being a, a good pastoral caregiver, that you are, you are being a non-anxious presence. Sometimes the best thing that we can be for someone in need is present. Loving someone is not necessarily fixing problems, giving advice, or telling how we would handle a situation, but sometimes the best way that we can love other people is by listening, by being present, by hearing one another's problems. Number two, loving 
is forgiveness. And there are two different levels to this idea of forgiveness. We have to forgive others, sure, but we have to forgive ourselves first. It's common throughout scripture um, where we see examples of people coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus says that we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And the second one is this, and it's equally as important, that we should love our neighbors as we love ourselves. We should love our neighbors in the same way that we love ourselves. And so the question that I often have to ask myself is, can I really love other people to the best of my ability if I don't first love who I am? And a lot of times it's a lot harder for me to love myself than it is to love other people. And so if we're going to first, if we are going to forgive and love others, I think we first have to forgive and love ourselves. Forgiveness is love. Love is forgiveness. The third thing, love is sometimes tough. Sometimes tough love has to be applied. Perhaps maybe a word that is often used is accountability. Um, Love is, is not being resentful It's not necessarily holding grudges towards other people, but sometimes love has to be tough. I have to share this story, and I promise I have permission to share this story, Um, but when Mary was in high school, and Mary's my wife, if you didn't know, um, when Mary was in high school, she was a leader for some of the other students in their youth group, some of the seventh graders and some of the other middle schoolers. And, so, and I may be getting some of the details of the story, not 100% right, but from my understanding, they were on a trip and they were somewhere else and um, their youth minister was trying to talk to um, the group and, and you know, lead some kind of discussion and the group just wasn't paying attention. And our, our youth never do that. Our youth always pay attention. Um, and, and so the, the youth minister was trying to have a discussion and, and they just weren't paying attention. And so the youth minister just said, you know what, if you're not gonna listen, if you're not gonna take this seriously, I'm not gonna waste my time. And he just walked out of the room. And so high school Mary uh, says to this middle school group, She says to them, you need to get over yourselves. And if you know my wife, some of you have maybe never heard her say anything before. Um, She's very loving and and very quiet and very calm. Um, But when she gets going and when she gets passionate about something, sometimes that love can be tough, but sometimes that's exactly what we need to hear. Sometimes we need people in our lives who are going to be willing to look at us and say, you know what? You need to get over yourself a little bit. There are are more people in the world than just you. Sometimes that love has to be tough. It never has to be resentful. We never have to hold grudges. But sometimes if we love in the way that Christ loved us, sometimes that love has to be tough. Number four, loving is putting others' needs above our own and this is so difficult. Loving is, is never rude 
or hurtful. It's never neglecting ourselves, but it is putting others' needs above our own. I said earlier, we have to love ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. That's the first step. That's so important. But we also have to be willing to find that balance to say that we are going to put others' needs above our own. We're going to put other people above ourselves. Jesus' ministry was the perfect example of this. One of the most beautiful pictures of servant leadership that we see is when Jesus washes the disciples' feet just before the Passover meal. Jesus is seen as this great Messiah who comes and is supposed to be this great king and this great leader. And when Jesus gets together with his disciples, he knows that someone is about to betray him. And I can just picture the story is, is rising and the mood is tense and, and, and everybody's probably thinking that Jesus is, is about to throw down because he knows that somebody's going to betray him. Jesus is probably hurt and a little bit angry, and instead, Jesus gets up from his table, and you're thinking, okay, this is, this is at the point where he's going to start flipping tables again, and he's going to start getting angry, and instead, Jesus wraps a towel around his waist, and he washes the disciples' feet, and th- this has to be included. Not only does Jesus wash the disciples' feet, he washes the feet of Judas. Jesus was the perfect example of servant leadership. Jesus was the perfect example of putting others' needs above his own. And if we are to love in the way that Christ loves us, we must be willing to do the same. Number five, love has no barriers. Love is acceptance. I'm going to turn again one more time to Leviticus. Who would have thought? Leviticus 19, verses 33 through 34. When an alien lives with you in your land, do not mistreat them. The alien living with you must be treated as one of your native born. Love them as yourself. For you were once aliens in Egypt. I am the Lord, your God. Love has no barriers. There's a common phrase that is often used in churches and in Christian circles, and it's a phrase that it sounds good, but I think when we start to maybe unpack it a little bit, it can become problematic. And that, that, that phrase is, and you've probably heard it before, we are to love the sinner, but hate the sin. Reverend Adam Hamilton uh, is the pastor of the largest United Methodist Church in the United States, which is located in, are you ready for this? Leewood, Kansas. Now I've driven through Kansas, and there is nothing in Kansas. So I don't know where this Methodist church is, but it's somewhere. Um, and so he's the, the pastor of the largest United Methodist church in the United States. He's written several books, and one of which is entitled Half Truths. And in this book, what uh, Reverend Hamilton does 
is he, he unpacks five statements that are commonly made by Christians and churches, and he, he unpacks them a little bit more um, to understand that sometimes they can be a little bit more harmful than they do good. One of those five sayings is, love the sinner and hate the sin. At surface level, this idea seems okay, but the problem with this phrase is that it's almost impossible for us to make it a reality. When we focus on another person's sin, even if it's hating that sin, it draws our attention away from the person and focuses the attention on the sin. Reverend Hamilton says in his book, the truth in the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin, stops with the first word, love. Sin is a problem in the lives of humans, and I'm not trying to negate that. However, loving the sinner while hating the sin is much easier said than done. And it is ultimately not our place to judge the sin of another person. Another person's sins simply shouldn't matter when it comes to love. It isn't about the sin, and it isn't our place to call someone a sinner. In fact, it was Jesus who said, the world will know that you are my followers by your love for one another. Loving is not agreeing with everyone but it is respecting, listening to, and understanding their viewpoint. Love is never discrimination based on age, gender, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, political party, or religion. Love has no place for hate or discrimination. Love has no barriers. Finally, number six, love is telling the people that you love that you love them. When I was in college, which is a crazy phrase for me to even say, but when I was in college, I was a freshman at Gardner-Webb, and I met my wife through a group called Focus, and it's a a small group Bible study, um, and she was my small group Bible study leader, which is scandalous, right? Um, and one of the things that, that I did, this, this passage of Scripture and this concept um, of telling the, the people you love that you love them was something that, that hit me hard when I was a freshman in college. And so, so what I did was I, I sent a text message to probably, I don't know, 20 or 30 people that I had met at Gardner-Webb and friends that I had had from back home And I just told them what they meant to me. I told them how important they were in in my life. I told them how much I loved them. And I got so many responses back and people telling me that they loved me. And there was just a a certain sense of, of community, a certain sense of togetherness. There was a sense of love that I had never felt before. One thing that is very interesting about this story that also has to be pointed out, there were about two people out of the 20 or 30 people that I texted that never responded to that text message. One of them was my future wife. (laughs) But it's okay, it all worked out in the end. It is so important that we tell the people that we love that we love them. 
days, weeks, months, years may go by, and have we told our, our spouses, our children, our grandparents, our friends, our family, have we really shown them and told them about the love that we have for them? My challenge for myself and for all of us in 2019 is to love each other, to love all people. The stuff that we've talked about today is a great place to start. And there are many other ways that we can express the love of Jesus through ourselves to others. We've talked today about some practical ways that we can do that in 2019. If we want the world to know that we are Christians, if we want the world to become a better place, if we want 2019 to be our best year yet, we must show the world this brand new concept of love. Pray with me. God, the only reason that we stand here today is because of the love that you have shown to each of us. Without your love, without your grace, we are nothing. Lord, it is because of that love and it is in the way that you have shown us that love that we are called to love our neighbor. But Lord, this is easier said than done. So we need strength. We need guidance. Love is not something that we can do on our own, but the only way that we can have the power and the strength to love in the best ways that we can is through your help. And God, I pray that you give us that strength and guidance now and in this coming year. Lord, we are grateful that we are here today. If there are those who are here today who have never felt your love, who have never felt the love of other people, I pray that our church family would be that for them. I pray that we would be willing to open up our hearts, to not hold anything back, to have no discrimination, to have no setbacks, no barriers, but that we would open up ourselves to love all people. Lord, give us that strength today and always. It's in your son Jesus' name that we pray, amen. If you are here today and you've never publicly uh, committed yourself to a relationship with Jesus, we would invite you to come down front. I'll be down here this morning and if that's something you want to do and you wanna profess your faith through baptism and in front of this church family, we would certainly welcome you to do that. If you desire to be a part of Boiling Springs Baptist Church, we would welcome you here as well. If you have anything that you want us to be in prayer for, you can do it where you're standing or you can do it up here at the front. One of our staff members who is around would be more than happy to talk to you. We love you and we are glad that you are here today. And now we'll turn it over and stand as we sing. Hymn number 272, they'll know we are Christians, 272.
Lord, as we leave this place today, we are grateful that we have been in your house. We are grateful that we are here to worship. We are grateful that we have had this opportunity to be together. Lord, as we leave this place today, may we depart in love. May we seek to do your will and to do your work always. Lord, above all, may we depart to serve in your name. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.